Hello, I'm Emily Bellet, founder of Vespod and author of Fiona Brook, your pre-reach, and you're listening to The Wallet. Every week, we give you the best tips, guidance, and a good dose of inspiration and motivation to manage your money better. Brits who didn't receive financial education as a child are more likely to be unemployed or earning less today than those who did. And those who receive financial education will be 70k richer in retirement. In today's episode, I speak with Louise Hill, who's on a mission to help millions of kids be good with money. She's the founder and CEO of GoHenry, a prepaid debit card and financial education app for young people. Louise is a firm believer in learning by doing and wants kids to be fully prepared for the digital economy and the rise of a cashless society. I'm excited to announce our very first Vespot Festival, taking place on October 9th. Money Matters, in collaboration with the Financial Times, is a full day of inspiring money talks, workshops, great food and music at NED in London. Get your tickets at vespot.com events or through the link in the description. The UK gender pension gap is 38% on average, rising to almost 60% in some regions. There are barriers at almost every stage of a woman's life limiting our ability to save for retirement. Today's sponsor is PensionB. PensionB is a leading online pension provider that has enabled thousands of savers to be pension confident by helping them transfer their old pensions together into one simple online plan. You can download the app or head to pensionb.com for more information or speak to their team of beekeepers. Just remember that capital is at risk. Remember that we are not certified financial advisors. Information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. Kids today don't learn about money. Um, they don't learn about money um, at school and we tend to learn from, from our parents. What I mean, good money management is really like a skill. What impact do you think this has on us later in life when we don't do these things about money? I think it has a massive impact. Um, I think um, you're absolutely right. Education in school, um, there was in the UK back in 2014, mm -hmm. it was made a, a part of the secondary school curriculum. But that only applies to uh, non-academy schools. And then, of course, the government's gone through this period where all schools have been encouraged to become academies. So... There are some schools who absolutely excel and really put it into the curriculum, but there are many others that simply don't have the time. And, and uh, you know, I, I've been a school governor. Um, I was a school governor for over eight years at our, our local secondary school, and I know just how hard they work. And yeah. I know um, just how many things outside of what you would consider to be reading, writing and arithmetic they have to teach the kids. So... I, I don't put any blame on schools at all. They're, they're doing a great job. But really, the, the chance to teach kids about money at an early age is huge and, and it's being missed. Um, there's a, a Cambridge University study that uh, we often talk about. It, it's um, several years ago it was done that showed that the financial habits of children start to be formed at the age of seven. So I guess, as with so many other things, starting early is, is really, really important. We actually commissioned a study at the end of last year to show the impact of financial education at a, at a young age and how that bridges the, the financial capability gap. I won't bore you with lots of stats, but there were some amazing 
um, pieces of information, stats, basically, results that came out of that. So if I say um, people who did not receive financial education as a child, they're substantially more likely to be unemployed or earning a lot less today than those who did. 40% of the people um, surveyed who said they didn't have financial education as a child said they had no savings at all. Um, you know, that's that's no buffer at all about for, for when the boiler blows up or, or you know, something um, unforeseen happens. And if you look at the other side of the equation, um, people who said they did receive financial education as a child, 46% more likely to start a business than those who didn't. Um, and if, if you take that figure and extrapolate it out, that's... 123,000 new jobs in the UK economy every year. And and then another one that that had huge impact on me, the people who did receive financial education as a child um, will be £70,000 richer yeah. in retirement. Wow. And, you know, those, those sort of things, that, that's a real sea change in, in people's life outcomes. So it's a massive impact in later life. And when you look... That that's the impact on individuals. When you wrap that up and look at what does that mean to the UK economy, it means prioritising financial education at a young age would inject an, an extra £7 billion into the UK economy every year. Every year. It, it's a, finan- it's a, a huge impact to the company and to the individuals. So you talked about uh, companies, you talked about the government, but whose responsibility do you think is it to actually <laughs> educate kids about money? A phrase I've uh, I've pinched off off uh, uh, one of our team actually, who who came up with this analogy. There's an African proverb that that is well used. Uh, it says it takes a village to bring up a child, and I think um, teaching financial literacy, money management is very, very similar. I, we don't believe it's the role of one person. It, it is. Uh, it does take a village. We need to work together. So government has a role, schools have a role, of course parents have a role, and industry. So, you know, companies like Go Henry, yeah. um, we can have a role as well to ensure that everybody, no matter what their background is, no matter what country they live in or school they go to, they have access to financial education from a young age. Yeah. And actually, at Go Henry, so for you, you're trying to go digital. The kids will have a car. They will start spending their money. Um, kids can feel very detached from the value of money. I mean, as kids, we had pocket money. We had these coins. Um, my, my son lost his first tooth. And I was like, where can I find a coin for him? <laughs> <laughs> so how can we encourage kids to feel more connected to the, to the concept of money? I think... Um Uh, one of the things we, we do every year is produce a youth economy report and that looks into the spending, saving and earning habits of, of British children. And um, our last one, we looked across the whole of, of 2021 from January all the way through to, to December. And what was very, very clear is Gen Z and now the Gen Alpha that are coming through in, 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 those, in the Go Henry um, customer base, they will almost always choose to go cashless. So when we looked at their spending habits, only 14% of all of the money that went through uh, that, that children earned in 2021, which just to give you an idea of size, was £148 million. Only 14% of that 
was actually taken out at an ATM and spent in cash. So, you know, Gen Z is often described as the first digital natives, but they really are the first cashless natives as well. So it's critical that they learn to manage their money from an early age. You, you talked about detachment from the reality of money. So yes, we've moved away from you have a purse or a wallet and it's got coins and notes in it and when they're gone, they're gone. And that really was a fundamental part of what we felt needed to be built and what we built with Go Henry was, I think, really because I'm a huge believer in learning by doing um, and, and that that's the best way to teach life skills. Um, we built an app that made sure that as you spend money, the child is notified, the, the parent is notified. It's very visible that money has gone. So that, for example, the child will get a little ping on their tablet or their phone to say, um, you've just spent two ninety nine at Tesco's and you've got £3.47 left. Um, so it's very visible. The money is going if they try and spend outside the limits their parents have set, they'll get a little ping to say, you just tried to spend two ninety nine at Tesco's, but you've already hit your weekly spend allowance or whatever the limit is that the parents set. So it, it really is turning that digital experience into completing the thought process, completing that learning so that it, it's both tangible and, and visible that they are learning to manage their money and, and learning those, um, there, there are lots of cliches around money management. You know, it doesn't grow on trees. You've got to save it before you can spend it. And when, uh, what age would you recommend we start talking to kids about money or maybe, you know, give pocket money if we can? Every child's different. So um, parents really need to, to make that judgment call mm. about when they feel is best for their own children. But, but my advice absolutely would be as early as possible. doesn't mean you need to start talking about compound interest with a six-year-old. Um, but remember, I, I mentioned that Cambridge University study that said habits start to form and attitudes start to form towards money by the age of seven. So if you can start having conversations in your house about money, um, you know, it can be made, it can be made fun. There's, you can... Um, involve them in the supermarket in helping you find the best deal or um, even giving giving your kids pocket money. Again, it doesn't have to be a large amount of money, even if you only give them 20 pence. If you let them make the decisions on how they spend that, it is incredible how much they learn. You know, whether they decide they're going to spend it all on sweets or they're going to save it up for um, a period of time and buy a magazine or... All of that is teaching them to be confident in making decisions around money. So as early as possible is, is my answer. And how do you um, approach comparison? I know comparison on social media is, is quite tricky even for, for adults. Um, and that has an impact on the way we, we spend money. Kids, Some kids could get pocket money. Some of their friends don't get pocket money. Different amounts, different birthday parties. You, we, we know how, how this is all happening. What is, what is the message we can communicate to, to kids about comparison? The main thing is to have open conversations about money at home um, you know, in an age-appropriate way 
And um, to be honest, at the moment, that's even more important yeah. as, as um, we're all going through this, this cost of living crisis. And families may be finding that certain luxuries may no longer be around. So if, if you can talk to your kids about that so that they're not worrying, um, if you can explain to them and involve them in um, some of the decisions, I think that's incredibly empowering. I, I gave the example of, um, you know, involving them in, in helping you choose whether you get this, this brand of spaghetti or that brand of spaghetti. It, that's, it sounds incredibly simple, but it is teaching them the difference. It's teaching them to make wise choices if they need to manage money later in life. And uh, that's just a really simple example. But I think it, it's, it's also really important to explain the difference between needs and wants, yes. which, again, is a very simple concept. But, um, you know, what we need food to eat. We might want the latest pair of trainers. Um, that's a really simple example, but it, it's it's understanding, understanding and involving them in decisions that the family may need to make. As you said before, the the way we behave with money, even if we don't talk about money at home, the kids will sort of understand some some things about money. They will see us maybe receiving this. I often take this example of you know we receive a lot of Amazon packages and then we tell our kids you know we can't afford that or we I don't want to buy you this thing. So kids will learn about money from our, our behavior. So what can we do to encourage our children to have a healthy relationship with, um, with money in the future? Primarily, or the simplest piece of advice is give them some money. Yeah. However little, give them some money that they can make their own decisions on. Um, I think that it really does start the bones of money management around budgeting, saving and spending responsibly. Um, it gives them the autonomy. It gives it empowers them. Um, there, there was a line that um, Alex, our, our CEO, um, came out with uh, it was a couple of years ago now, but that, that I really like. That it's it's better to make a twenty pound mistake age seven than a two thousand pound mistake age twenty seven. You know, obvious but true. And and if you give your child some money and they blow it all. And then tomorrow they can't do something they wanted to do because they've spent all their money. That's tough, but it's a great lesson, isn't it? We talk a lot at Go Henry about the four pillars of money management: um, earning, spending, saving, and giving. And we think that the best way for children to have a healthy relationship with money is to learn about those pillars and how they learn how they kind of link together. So earning, um, you know, if you can set a regular allowance for your child, a regular amount of pocket money every Saturday or whenever, maybe the chance to earn more. Um, uh, you can set, set your child tasks. Uh, we have lots of parents who use Go Henry and set a task of do your homework or tidy your room and allocate maybe 50 pence if it's done. Um And it's incredible to watch how the kids, the children's behavior can change as they learn, hey, if I do these things, I earn more money. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Spending with a GoHenry card, they can spend online, in store, either contactlessly or or with the chip and pin. They can take cash out at an ATM. 
Parents can decide whether they use all of those options or select them individually. They set spending limits around those options so that they're happy with how much their child can spend. And then saving, obviously really important. Um, You can set up saving goals. The children can set up saving goals so that they start to save towards maybe that smart pair of trainers. But again, learning that it takes work and effort to save up the money. They can see it building up in the app. They get little um, uh, sort of, um, oh gosh, I've lost the word, uh, encouragement and, and um, to, to continue with their saving. And then they get that great feeling when they, you know, let's say they have saved up to buy the, the smart trainers and they buy, they, they go out and actually buy them with their own money. My goodness, they, they will appreciate that much more and understand the value that they've had to save up for them and now they've earned enough and they've got them. It's, it's a fantastic lesson. And then giving. When we first launched Go Henry, we, we didn't have giving um, as one of the pillars, but we added it after a few years because we saw how many kids were donating to charity. And um, when we talked to a lot of our customers, um, what came through was how important they felt it was that part of understanding the value of money is needing to understand what it can do for those less fortunate. So we in- introduced a, a giving pillar into the product and children in the UK can donate um, a portion of their pocket money to the NSPCC. Um, and uh, I think our average donation is about seven pence. Um, but uh, I'll see if I've got my figures right, but I think we, we've uh, re- recently reached £350,000 that um, Go Henry Kids have donated to the NSPCC, which is, you know, a fantastic amount when you think that's made up of two Ps and ten Ps. And it's amazing. It's amazing. And given by kids from, you know, their own money, the money they've earned, I think it's um, it's, it's, yeah. it's such a good behaviour. And if you don't want to give any money, I mean, or if you can't give any money, um, how can you sort of structure the, the conversations around around money? I think it's um, it's still um, going back to that statement I made earlier of of open conversations in the household about money and um, and involving them. So you know, as as a parent, you have to spend money. So it could be going to the supermarket. Something um, uh, one of our customers was talking about the other day um, that that uh, I heard about was. Um, they'd been cutting back because the the cost of living is it, they don't have as much money available to spend on treats, and they decided that instead of having a takeaway every Friday, uh, which was what they'd been doing, um, they wouldn't do that, but they would cook a takeaway at home. So they'd um, they'd done a pizza night, and they'd. You know, they involved the kids in choosing what toppings they wanted. Going, to, they went to the supermarket, they bought the toppings, and then the kids made the pizza with them and put all the toppings on. and And she said it it turned into much more fun than ordering in a takeaway. And they they'd got lined up. They were going to do an Indian the next week, and you know, the, now there was a big debate on oh, what are we going to do the week <laughs> after next. And it had turned into kind of a family social event as well as it had saved a huge amount of money and she said taught them some cooking skills so (laughs) 
So win-win. But, you know, I, there, there are lots of examples like that where, um, you know, it could be, uh, oh, well, let's go and have a picnic, you know, let, instead of going to the cinema and buying those incredibly expensive, uh, you know, the giant drinks tubs yeah. and uh, popcorn and goodness knows what else you can buy at the cinema now. But instead of doing that, having a movie night in and doing it at home or going on a family picnic. There's things, there's ways to involve the children. There's ways to get them to make some of the decisions that makes them feel involved in helping the family cut back, I think, if, if that's what the goal is, but certainly helping them learn about money. Yeah, and I think as adults, that also helps us to learn about our own, own like behaviours yep. um, about yep. money. And sometimes we may take the shortcut of giving money, but actually there's something maybe smarter we can do um, that's going to be as much enjoyable for, especially for the kids. Yeah, um, I think so. You talk a lot about the power of learning by doing, um, and that's definitely what the kids are doing with, with Go Henry. Can, can you give me a few success stories or like, you know, funny stories of what kids have been doing with, uh, <laughs> with the Go Henry cards? Gosh, yes, there are so many. It's, uh, I think it's one of the best parts of this, of, uh, being part of Go Henry is, is learning, you know, hearing some of the stories from customers. It's, it's, some of them are incredible. Um, I mentioned we do a youth economy report yep. um, and regularly. And um, uh, the last one, um, which was the whole, we covered the whole of 2021. Um, again, to, just to give you an idea of size, that covered 450,000 UK children and teenagers um, across the whole of the year and looked at their spending, saving, earning, giving behavior and and, and um looked at conclusions from that and one of the things that was incredible was um the amount of money kids are earning from not from parents giving them pocket money or grandma giving them um a, a gift but um earning from what what we've called bedroom businesses mm -hmm. um and that was that's really children regularly making money online Um, and I know there'll be a few raised eyebrows as I say some of these words, online marketplaces, so that might be selling their clothes on Vinted or Depop or Etsy yeah. or, or yeah, eBay. Um, also making crafts items and, and selling, um, particularly on Etsy, but also gaming, social media and cryptocurrency. And, and there was a real marked rise between the previous years and 2021 now you know we that partly was driven by lockdown and all of us um being at home much more and therefore kind of being confined to our bedrooms and having to come up with stuff to do but it was it's fantastic to see those kids really turning that into a little business um and and there are children um using go henry where we we know they're investing in cryptocurrency And just to reassure you, that is with the full approval and support of their parents, often with the parents helping helping them do that. Their social media influencers um, with, with um, gaining um, contracts and relationships with some of the big brands. Gaming, that there are um, earning money through gaming and becoming a professional gamer or providing feedback for gaming companies. So... Um, couple of um, specific examples. Uh, we have a 
a customer called Woody, who uh, I, I've been on a few TV um, news items with, with Woody. He's uh, 17 and uh, he started his own clothing business and used his Go Henry card to save his earnings, which he then reinvests back into his it's designing and producing the clothes, not just buying and selling, into his own business. And um, a young lady called Sarah, who is nine, and she started her own jewellery business um, during the pandemic. And she makes necklaces and bracelets and she sells them online and, use, again, uses her Go Henry card to save up her earnings and, and then use them for, for what she wants to use them for. So, you know, real um, kidpreneurs. <laughs> I love there. it. It's really inspiring. Thanks, Louise, for sharing these stories. Um, I just want to finish by asking you, what does money mean to you? <laughs> That's a tough question. <laughs> um, I think money is an enabler. Um, you know, there is always the, the, again, I'll go back to an old cliche, money doesn't make you happy. No, it doesn't make you happy, but it can allow you to do things. It can remove pressures. It can open doors that allow you to be the person you want to be. Mm. So I, I think money can empower and enable, and, and that's, that's what I want to make sure um, it does for every child. Um, and, and that's really, I guess, ties back to... Uh, <laughs> the Go Henry mission to make every kid smart with money so that it is an, an, an enabler for them. And what does the future hold for Go Henry? <laughs> um, more of the same. Continue, <laughs> continue our mission. Yeah, we we pioneered the youth fintech space, yeah. uh, which is incredible to me when I, I look back 10 years now and think we were the first people to do this. Children were being left out of the digital economy. Um, and we've now got to a point um, 10 years on where one in six 12-year-olds in the UK now has a GoHenry card. Um, we want to make that number even higher. Um, literally two weeks ago, uh, not even two weeks ago, um, 10 days ago, we announced that we purchased a French company who are the leaders in teen banking in France and Spain. And so now we operate in the UK and the US and France and Spain with a plan to roll out fairly quickly to um, Italy and Germany. We have over, uh, well over 2 million customers across those uh, countries. And we want to make that number even higher and empower kids worldwide. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Wallet. Please share this show with your friends and subscribe on your favorite platform. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It only takes a few seconds, but it helps more people find our show. Don't forget to book your ticket to our Vespot Festival, Money Matters. It's not a bribe, but there will be breakfast, lunch, and some great music. So head to vespot.com slash events now. Join us again next Thursday for another episode of The Wallet. We will talk about finding your lost pensions, as well as the pros and cons of consolidating your pensions with the one and only Romy Savova, CEO and founder of Pension Bee.